Hi there. Hello everyone. Yoo-hoo. How's it going? Davis Daniel here for another episode of Day Video Games. In this episode, I'm with a good friend that I've known for quite a long time through comedy, Richard Massara. And well, what would you know, I'm back doing an interview. Back to the traditional format, and face-to-face, for a chat. I considered doing interviews over Zoom during the pandemic, but I don't know. I didn't want to be recording an hour of people's time of top-tier chat, only for it to sound like shit. Also, I don't know about you, but I struggle to get a word in edgeways in conversations as it is in person. And I find it's worse on Zoom. I'm too polite. Possibly to my detriment. No, you talk. No, you go. I insist. Yeah, I was talking, but you started talking as well. No, you go. So I didn't do any Zoom interviews. But now I can do them. So I travelled all the way to Rich's house, which is about 482 metres away. That's about 0.3 miles. I could swim there, without water. It would hurt my tummy a bit, but I could do it. And hey, how's this for a funny story? He lives in a house that I used to live in, and once I lived in a house that he used to live in, but we've never lived together. (laughs) That's a funny story, isn't it? My social skills are pretty rusty at the moment, but I think that's a funny story. Also, may I say, it's a treat to edit a podcast episode that's a conversation, rather than these episodes of just me, where I have to essentially write a small essay, record it, taking multiple takes, hating my own voice, convincing myself I was deleting too much of the gaps in between, and now I'm talking really fast. That's what I've gone through for the recent episodes about Resident Evil Village, Control, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I was proud of them, but it took a lot of effort and time. So be sure to check those out. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a few episodes like that in the future, but this kind of episode is much more pleasant to edit. Is this a funny story too? I don't know. So without any further ado, here is an episode of Day Video Games with Richard Massara. My name's Dave, I like video games This is my podcast called Dave Video Games If you like games, well I'm the same So here's this podcast, it's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games Video games. Hiya, buddy. How are you? <laughs> hey, David Stan, yeah? <laughs> How's it going? You had a good day? Oh, it's it, well, it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I suppose. I mean, everything's been a bit shit since England lost the World Cup. Yeah, the day. And we didn't lose <laughs> the World Cup, we lost the Euros. <laughs> That's how shit it's been. No, it's been fine. Did At you? least it's sunny. <laughs> Did you come from the future, future man? I from, did come, yes. <laughs> that's have, next year, don't I have, I have travelled back in time. Oh, just you wait till you see the next pandemic. <laughs> You're my first interview since the old pandemic, speaking of pandemics. Really? Am yeah, I, am I, am I your first one back? Because I'm, I'm your first lay after you're allowed out again. If you want to call it that, yes. Yes, <laughs> I, am your, I am your podcast lay. 
because I refuse to do it over Zoom. I don't know why. <laughs> you, you refuse. I don't want to look at your face digitally. I want to sit in the same room as you. By the way, I am fully vaxxed. I just wanted to say that. Me too. I, know, I was in town the other day and there was a guy who was busking, but he wasn't. He stopped playing his drum and singing and he'd started to gather a large crowd around him to tell us about why it was a pandemic <laughs> and why it was all fake and how the the virus was just the flu. And I was just like, I, I, I want to shout at him so much. I want to shout at him so much. What a waste of a good drumming. I know. Get back to your drums, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, England lost the Euros. We did. We did. I, hey, wait, wait a second. We're talking about football on a video game podcast. None of your listeners are going to care because people who play computer games, they're not allowed more than one interest. This is the closest we've ever got to mentioning FIFA. Really? <laughs> <laughs> With my choice has of no guests. One, has, has no one mentioned FIFA? Uh, maybe Simon Lomas, maybe. Mate, I will tell you this, right? Because I I'm, might be your oldest guest as well. I'm very old. I'm 65. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember buying FIFA International, which was the first FIFA game. <laughs> and I remember when FIFA 96 came out, which was the next one, because then they were like, maybe we should do one of these every year and only improve it a little bit. But like... The level up from FIFA International to FIFA 96 blew our tiny little minds at the time. We were like, FIFA 96 is so much better than FIFA International. (laughs) (laughs) The feel of the controls on my three-button (laughs) D-pad. And oh, the ref's trying to book me. Run away, run away, run away, run away. I played that one, running away from... from Running away, that was 96. But in 95, you could not run away from the referee. (laughs) They could, they'd improved everything and they'd added running away from the referee. <laughs> just, <laughs> just slide tackle, break their best player's leg, run away from the referee. Never face up to your responsibilities or consequences. God, no. <laughs> no I, that's, that's literally my family motto. <laughs> I have it tattooed on my gooch, which again, never live up to your responsibilities. <laughs> what, have you been playing any video games recently? Video game have you been playing recently? What's in your disk drive? Loads it up repeatedly. What's been entertaining you so consistently? What video game have you been playing recently? What video game have you been playing recently? That's what I want to know. Please, will you tell it to me? What's been making your hands move so furiously? What video game have you been playing recently? Have I? <laughs> have I? Well, let me tell you. Actually. To be honest, recently I I was playing the a few of the Hitman games because I don't own a console, but I do. Well, I do. I own like an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, but I do also own a Stadia. Well, <laughs> have you heard of these things? I know what one of them is. You know what I one mean, of them is. Have you ever seen one? I've never I've seen, seen one. To touch one. Never known Ooh. anyone to actually own one. <laughs> Well, to be fair, like, my brother, for some reason, he gets lots of, like, family deals 
on stuff because he has a family. And so <laughs> that's the deal. <laughs> yeah, that's the deal. So like one of the things he said, he's, he's like, he, he rang me up once and he was, he was like, I've paid for this thing and I can have like 10 family members on it. Like, do you want it? I was like, what is it? He's like, I don't really know, but you get like YouTube premium. And I was like, all right, I'll have that. I haven't seen an advert on a YouTube video that's like not sandwiched into the actual video for about two years and it's been bliss that's crazy it's, i can't imagine wow I know, it's amazing like I'm, i don't know what dick pills are out there i have no idea what mattress to buy i don't get socks mailed to me every month you see this is the thing i don't even know if these are still adverts on youtube videos. how would you know i don't need better help <laughs> See, they've even got goods on uh, p- putting the adverts in YouTube. Videos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the wait, skippables. They'll they'll wait till you really, really like. They're about to like crescendo to the point of the the YouTube video, yeah, and, yeah. and then slam an yeah. advert in. The, you, the bit you've spent twenty minutes watching some prick talk about the setup. You just wanted to watch that. Bit, and gets to it, and then uh, I yeah, I, I don't get any of that. And another th- like, uh, and then uh, I got an email from. Uh, Google and they were like, "Do you want a Stadia or a Stadia? Is it Stadia or Stadia? I don't know. I'm I say them both. What did you say first? Stadia. But that sounds like Bath. Bath. I think Stadia. Stadia. It's st- yeah. So what they were like, Stadia. Yeah. Oh, do you want some Stadia, mate? It's like a drug. But yeah, they they were like, "Do you want a Stadia?" And I was like, "All right, I don't know what this is." And my brother was like, "Yeah, they they sent me like a, a, a like a, a Google Nest." mini like mm. like thing and then they were like for free and then they were like do you want a stadia I was like alright and like I've played it and it's actually like I mean it, it's a really good system like I haven't had any problems with it like it's just it's just a controller and then a Google Fire thing in the back or whatever it is because the thing is with it isn't it it streams games yeah it streams games but it streams them from like Google's servers so Mm. you don't have to worry about (laughs) a graphics card you don't have to worry about memory you don't have to worry about the only thing you have to worry about is having a good internet connection Mm. which I have so on it I've played I've played like two Far Cry games I've played like the remastered um, Hitman games I played one of the Lara Croft game, like newer Lara Croft games, and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because I wanted to see what, what what the deal is with that piece of shit. So buggy, but it all ran perfectly. I wasn't getting crashes. Mm. I wasn't getting dropping in frame rate, and like that's how consoles are gonna go. Like they're already going like. Yeah, PlayStation you know, no, Now. Yeah, uh, I think the Game Pass works that way with streaming. Yeah, yeah. and and you can you know the the PS Five and um, uh, what is it the Xbox Series X or whatever it is the new one. Yeah, they have ones where you can't buy discs for them. You download mm. everything, and eventually they'll just get rid of that, and everything will be on the cloud. And I know it's not the best you know system in the world, but. Considering somebody sent it me for free, and then yeah. I got, to, and then my brother had bought some of these games, so I was like, "I'll play them." That's free, but that's beside the point because the last game I played was The Room on VR. Right. Do you know The Room? I think I've heard of it. So, like, The Room is a mobile puzzle game, but mm. it's like very intricate puzzles and like kind of like a high-end graphics sort of thing. 
but it's very much kind of like a you just have to touch everything and then it will be like you now have a you now have a spindle and you're like oh what the fuck do I use the <laughs> spindle for and then you've got to figure out what where what other part of the puzzle you need to put the spin but it's all kind of like creepy and it's got this kind of weird like magical other realmy undertones to it um so graphics wise are we talking like it's going for realism or is it going for cartoony or no they, they go for like realism i mean like the mobile games are very high end i mean i've only got a an oculus quest i don't have the new oculus quest because i I bought the old Oculus Quest three months, Oculus Quest three months before they advertised oh. that they were bringing out the Oculus Quest 2 <laughs> at at £100 cheaper than I paid for the Oculus Quest, but with like much better graphics, much higher processing power. But, it, I mean, it still works great. For the games on Oculus Quest, I find, are, they're, they're like, you know, they're like virtual mobile games because mm. a high-end mobile phone now is almost as powerful as, like, or probably more powerful than like an Xbox 360 or a, or a PS4. They're getting that. Yeah. So I, I played the room in VR because I, I was trying to like find other games and stuff that uh, on the VR that I enjoy. So is it like a spooky escape room type thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I do also quite like puzzle games. Mm. Like I've, I've played like all, th- I think there's like, I think there's about five on your mobile phone. And I've played about three of them and always really enjoyed them and played like Monument Valley and it's that sort mm. of that sort of kind of like lo- logical thinking, lateral thinking, puzzle quests and stuff. Um, so that was actually the last video game I played was a virtual reality game. And it has all the problems of virtual reality <laughs> games uh, uh, whilst also being great fun to play. Well, I've had a go of your VR before in the past, and yeah, it's so fun. Oh my gosh, like, that was yeah my only experience of VR, and it does feel like the bloody future when, when, you're, when you're just looking around, and you it feels like you could be in a virtual room. This yeah. is, I'm ready, player one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like, it's so frustrating, because you can, it's so much the Wild West at the minute with VR, mm. of like, people are throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and seeing what works and they're still trying to figure out the limitations because there's you have got to get your VR legs mm. like you it's not something you can just sit down and like start playing straight away like you there are certain games you have to build up to or like you have to control alter the settings in such a way that if you get motion sick like I played the um, the uh, Darth Vader VR game mm. and in the first chapter there's a bit where you got you escape a prison cell and I find the climbing stuff makes me feel like really weird because you're you've all your senses are telling you you're climbing and you're grabbing stuff but there's no physical sensation of it and then I'm climbing up this pipe on the outside of like a cliff above like lava because it's on Mustafar like, <laughs> so there's lava and then the pipe broke and starts to fall backwards. <laughs> and like, I had one of those moments where I was like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like everything in my head is being tricked into thinking something's happening and it's not. <laughs> it's like, I've, there's been, I have, a, I've got, I've got a scar on my thumb because I punched, I punched my wall <laughs> playing, uh, Oh, what was I playing? Punching. Uh, Cybershot. Is it Cybershot? What's the, the... Oh, the one with the guns. 
and you're going around the shooty yeah, shooty shooty, shooty. Kind not of rails not kind of. yeah not super hot VR the other one uh, which I really enjoy the, the like cyberpunky shooting people in the future sort of thing I really enjoy that one and Beat Saber because mm. I mean that's literally the reason I bought it because I was like I want to play Beat Saber <laughs> and I'm locked in my house <laughs> I want to drop ecstasy and I want to play Beat Saber <laughs> for 14 hours <laughs> because I've got nothing to do and no work uh, do you find that you notice anything in the way of fitness improvement from playing it um, I th- like if if I <laughs> I think the novelty wore off a bit for me mm. and it's not like playing a VR game is not uh, I'm going to sit down and relax and play some games which I think is one of the problems with VR mm. and one of the one of them going to be one of the main stumbling blocks for them taking over consoles because consoles are like it like when Xbox brought out Connect I was like why are you doing this nobody wants this Nobody wants to, like, like, hey, I want to play a game, but I want to stand up for four hours and well, wave my arms around. Like They were chasing the, the Wii sensation at the time. Yeah. But even that, when you played that, when you started off, you'd be, like, swinging your baseball and, yeah. and really going for it. And then you realise with the Wii, you can just move your wrists ever so slightly. Yeah, there's the exactly slight, slight the same wrist thing. movements and you get the exact same <laughs> thing. And playing a game on a console is about sitting down and mm. having snacks and relaxing, but yeah. also like getting taken to somewhere else. You get fully immersed in it. Like it's not too far away from watching a film or a TV show or something. Exactly. It's a little bit more involved. Yeah. Whereas like VR is a whole thing. You need a clear space. You can, even if you're playing them sitting down, you know, yeah, because mm. if you play them for a while, you're going to run out of battery. So you might want to connect your battery cable. And then you're tethered again. And, and like, they're fun to play, and it, it's a fun experience, but it's not, a, a like, a long-term, I could lose an entire night to this. Mm. And also, none of the games are that long. The room I did in, I, I did in, like, two, two sittings in one night. And the Darth, like the Darth Vader ones, they release them in chapters, because each chapter is maybe 45 minutes of actual gameplay. Mm. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I got to have a lightsaber battle with a TIE fighter, Mm-hmm. And like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> I want all of that. Why can the game not just be 100% that? You're also playing a game that is actual canon in Star Wars. Oh, it's wow. like written by some of the guys. I think it's Charles. Is it Charles Sule or someone? George it's, it, Lucas. It's written by George <laughs> Lucas. No, because it actually made sense and didn't involve trade federations. Um, <laughs> fuck you, George. Come at me. <laughs> Um, we know you're listening. <laughs> so it's it's written by somebody who writes like Marvel for Marvel mm. uh, Star Wars comic books. So and it, it it was actually counted as a canon story and stuff. But yeah, with with VR as well. When they do try and make existing games VR, like I think they did it with Skyrim and a little bit of La Noir. And they do, they've and done doing, Borderlands. Yeah, going back to what you're saying about your VR legs, I think they all do this thing where you. You teleport rather than walk around. Yeah. And I feel like that would break my immersion, but I mean, it must be necessary if they all do it. Like, I mean, I don't know whether it's a, it's a processing thing or whether it is like a, it is a, a thing to do with like motion sickness or not. But yeah, a lot of the games um, do that. Even the smaller games, there's like a wizard game you play 
and in order to walk around that. But the problem is, is like I've what I've watched our friend Tony play like the wizard game mm. and he starts walking around the area <laughs> because he wants like you want to go up close to something and like I would prefer it if there was like a smooth like because you can you've got a little thumb control on each stick I would prefer if one was look and one was uh, so like see. one move the camera and one was walk around but again I think you would get that sensation of motion sickness because you're stood there not moving mm. To really have, like, I've seen all those things they sell where you can get, like, a, a thing you stand in and it's got a circular thing. So, uh. And it's like a walking <laughs> pad and you're connected to it. And then you can get a vest you can wear, which has, like, haptic things on it. Which So if you get shot or punched, like, you feel the sensations and it vibrates and you can get gloves and things like that. And I'm just like, that's kind of not what VR is mm. really about. Because that's just pricing it out. Like yeah. the whole point of Facebook bringing out the Oculus Quest Two at a much higher spec and at a much cheaper price is they want everyone to be able to kind of go, oh, I've got this fun thing as well. Mm. But there's a long way to go before it's not a novelty. Tell me your favourite, tell me your favourite. What's the game when you played it, you just knew it was your favourite. Tell me your favourite, tell me your favourite. A special place in your heart to the finish from the start. Tell me your favourite, tell me your favourite. Completed it loads of times, could be a classic or a surprise. Tell me your favourite, tell me your favourite. What's the best one, say it's David, tell us now, what is your favourite? Tell me your favourite. Have you got a favourite game? A favourite, a favourite. Your favourite game. <laughs> a favourite game. Hard question, I know. It is, because my gaming, I'm like I say, I'm 65. So my gaming goes back. I'm not, I'm 41. In, oh, I was 41 a few days ago. Um, see, when I was a kid, like, for, like Sonic, I played the shit out of that game. Mega Drive, Master System? Mega Drive. But then, at each stage of my life, you, you've had like that game that was your favourite game. I mean... I've, I don't think I've ever played anything more than I've played GoldenEye on the N64. I mean, GoldenEye ruined my A-levels <laughs> because it came out the year before my A-levels. So somebody at my school had an N64 with Mario Kart and GoldenEye and his room would be four people and two people watching, on waiting for their turn on a constant rotation of just people going in and sitting there and playing GoldenEye and playing like you know Golden Gun level slaps and just like and then it'd be like oh my god I'm late for my lessons and then you run out and then and like no revising was done in our year because <laughs> of Mario Kart and GoldenEye and Red Alert I used to play a lot as a kid Command and Conquer yeah Command and Conquer Red Alert but to be honest I wanted to say either the arcade version of Star Wars, because I, I loved that, or the arcade with the sniper rifle. Silent Scope. Silent Scope, because <laughs> I used to play that, that. We had that at university in the uni halls, and you would just find me trying to headshot the guns off a train. <laughs> just constantly. I love that. But um, I had the PlayStation 2 version of that, where you didn't have the, the peripheral. I didn't have a big old sniper. No, yeah, the... I just used my little stupid no, pad. See, <laughs> only what, like the only reason I liked it was because of the sniper rifle. 
But I have to say, I think my, I think my favourite game or the game I've enjoyed playing the most, because I know I've played it like three times and during lockdown, the first one, I went back and 100%ed it as Far Cry 4. There's something about the way I get to play Far Cry where I can go to a base and I can spend ages sneaking around it, find where every single guy is, find a vantage point and sniper or like go in with a bow and arrow. I love going in with a, taking out, clearing a base with a bow and arrow. Mm. It's just so much fun when you're just headshotting cunts. And, and like nobody knows where the hell you are and then you sneak up behind a guy and stab him. And <laughs> like rather than just being like, you know, the games where you're like, I run through the game and I shoot everything. Because, mm. you know, I played the, I was, I was I was of the age to be playing games when the original Doom came out. So, you know, I went through Wolfenstein, I went through Doom. And then I didn't have, just the, I didn't have a console for so long. Before I got the Xbox 360, which was, given to me by a friend because he upgraded his Xbox. The previous console I'd bought was the GameCube. I never owned a, uh, like a, a PS, I think I owned a PS1. I never owned a PS2, PS3, PS4. I don't think I owned any of the Xboxes till the 360. But I'm, I'm realized I'm lying to you. Right? As we speak. I believed you. I know, I realized <laughs> I'm lying to you. I think Far Cry is my favorite modern game. I think my favorite game of all time was Spider-Man for the PlayStation. PlayStation. Well, the one with Doc Ock turning yeah. into Carnage. Well, just to go back to Far Cry 4 to start, uh, before we go into Spider-Man, because that seems like a, a much more Richard game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Far Cry 4, like, have you played the others? Like 3 or 5? I've or? played five, I've played uh, 3, two, I think I've played 2. I've definitely played 3, 4 and 5. And so four is your favourite of those? Cause... I've also played the cyberpunky one. Ah, oh, and with something dragon. Yeah, yeah right, that was yeah, cool. Blood dragon or something. Yeah, I Blood really dragon. enjoyed that because uh, that had a real funny. wicked <laughs> sense of humour about it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like four is like, it's kind of Tibet basically. Is, like... Yeah, four is Tibet and you're actually not playing a white guy, which is great. Because yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I feel really weird playing a white guy when your entire job is to kill brown people. Yeah. <laughs> which is why I don't like quite a lot of the Call of Duty ones. Uh, well, that's just right wing propaganda almost yeah. but um and three kind of was a bit too dude i thought burning the the weed farms while skrillex plays at one point yeah just thought uh, but um yeah it was a bit like the beach as well which i quite liked and then five i thought we really missed a trick they had such a good like setting yeah like america and all these kind of uh, kind of hillbilly, yeah, kind of like backwards, almost Trump supporter esque stuff. Yeah, but it just didn't hit with me. Five, like, I, whereas four was the last one I played and enjoyed. I reckon. I, I I did enjoy five, but yeah, there was something like not quite as engrossing about it as four. Mm. I think four was kind of like it, it's kind of like they they really got the formula right. I, I one thing I did enjoy about five was uh, I because I knew I was going around. Like I was gonna have to kill a lot of like white American deep south racist hillbilly Christian zealots, mm. so I deliberately made myself a black woman <laughs> because again there was like I'm like well I'm trying to get some catharsis out of playing this game and I don't, I don't like playing as me as well mm. like I quite enjoy one of the things about being in a game is 
you can when you get to create your own character is not being a white man. <laughs> See, I've only just got over this recently where I always used to try and like make yourself yeah, in the game. But then recently I was like fuck it and like, like in Skyrim I was a cat and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. So. I, I, I think like one, those are one of the most enjoyable things now about some of these games is the fact that I'm just you can just kind of go alright I want to be something other mm. than myself yeah I don't want to see a reflection of myself in the screen mm. which is what you know a lot of uh, a lot of video games have been up that especially the first person shooter ones mm. it's kind of like they they know their demographic so they know that's what they're, they're kind of like putting a uh, an idealized projection of that like the Call of Duty ones you're a big strong yeah <laughs> you know white soldier running around shooting people but Spider-Man. But Spider-Man. Mate. Yeah. That game, I became a massive Spider-Man fan, but I played that before I kind of went full webhead myself. Yeah. It's just chock full of kind of the lore, basically. Like, all, all lots of Marvel facts, all the different characters. Like It's chock full of lore. It's got... It's got the perfect sense of humour for Spider-Man. Mm. Um, it also has the best... I feel it has the best representation of Spider-Man and other characters. Like, its representation of Venom is very much on the nose as to what I know comic book Venom to yeah. be. He's a murderous psychopath, but he's also an idiot. Mm. He's not smart. That's one of the reasons Spider-Man can defeat him because he's bigger than Spider-Man, he's stronger than Spider-Man, he doesn't set off Spider-Man's spider senses, but Spider-Man is always going up against people who are bigger and stronger than him and the way he defeats them is because he's smarter than them. But like it did things like it did things which I feel like a lot of Spider-Man games sometimes miss out. Maybe maybe I haven't played as many of them now, but um well, the big Mary J- Mary Jane will be in trouble. And a group of school kids will be in trouble, and Spider Man mm. would go and rescue the school kids, even though it's personally damaging to him to not instantly go and rescue Mary Jane. He knows that as Spider Man, his responsibility with his power isn't to save the one person; it's the greater good. Mm. And that's why when in the Sam Raimi movie, he like Green Goblin drops the. Mary Jane and the school kids he jumps off the Mary Jane side he should have jumped off the school kid side because he would have saved them first and then figured out how to save Mary Jane at the same time mm. because that's the nature of Spider-Man it's great power great responsibility yada 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 and the great responsibility is is what you want isn't always going to be how you can act like yeah. what would damage you personally isn't the thing you should sort out first if there's a more pressing need, mm. and I think that game got it really well. Uh, and it was, it, it was. There were a couple of annoying levels. That s- fucking sniper trying to climb up the thing, but like the end level where uh, evil, <laughs> evil carnage Doc Ock is chasing you through. Man, I love that. <laughs> and I worked in a blockbuster video when it when it came out, and that's when I had my PS One, and. I could get free rentals and that game was there and 
that game never went back to the store. <laughs> I just used to like just use just be like no, I'm, it's out again. Excuse I, me, sir. Is you got Spider Man at all? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, we got other copies, mate, but we haven't got this. <laughs> we, haven't got the, yeah, we didn't just have one copy. We weren't that bad of a blockbuster. No wonder you went out of business. <laughs> yeah, we only had one copy of everything. But yeah, I I I played that game to death. I played it through so many times, and Stanley was like perfection in it. Was, oh no, I was going to say... He's the narrator. Yeah, he's the narrator, because I was going to say is um, Bruce Campbell, but no, that's the next one, because yeah. that's the Sam Raimi link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, Spider-Man has had some amazing games, like uh, Spider-Man 2... When uh, the, the, yeah, on the PlayStation 2, that's yeah, when they yeah. first introduced, like, an open world and going about... Yeah, and, yeah. and don't get me wrong, I love that, and when, when they nailed down the swinging, but what the PlayStation 1 did very cleverly was just meant you could... They just had a conceit which meant you could never touch the ground. Yeah. So you always had to swing and fight on building top. How they got around the limitations was really yeah, impressive. Yeah, there were like... some really inventive things they did to get around the limitations of the technology. And I know you look back on it now and it looks a bit janky, but like but, at the time, hmm. I was like, oh, I am Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm playing as Spider-Man. This is the most Spider-Man thing I've ever wanted to do. And it just brought in so many characters from everywhere and like the Punisher was in it Punisher's uh, Human in Torch it. maybe oh. uh, Punisher Black Cat Rhino uh, Mysterio the Mysterio level was great and yeah I, I, I like I absolutely love that game I, I almost never want to go back and play it in case it's not as good as I remember it and I don't want it to be that way <laughs> because in my brain it is perfect uh, it, 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 it's not the best Spider-Man game but it's the most perfect Spider-Man game When you were a lovely baby, or perhaps just younger than you are today, what was the first video game you played? Let's go back in time to when your memories were made. When you had tiny little infant hands holding the controller, you didn't yet understand, you pressed start, and then it all began starting off everything like the Big Bang. When you were a lovely baby, or perhaps just younger than you are today, let's go back to when your memories were made. What was the first video game that you ever played? You keep saying you're old. You're not, I Richard. Am. You're not. I'm, I'm 482. Well, your acting playing age is baby boy. <laughs> Holy shit, what sort of babies have you seen? <laughs> big ones, big hairy ones. <laughs> <laughs> big ones, round ones, some as big as your head. Driving uh, a car. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were a big baby driving a car, yes. uh, what was your first ever game you ever played? What was my first game I ever played? What was your introduction to this silly thing we call video games? Oh, God, all right. Uh, kid, like, I don't know how old your listeners are, but kids, get get, get ready to Google this. Um, the first home console that me and my brother ever had, because um, I've got an older brother, and uh, I like my dad had a good job, uh, we lived a privileged middle class lifestyle so in the mid 80s he got us a Sinclair Spectrum ZX and I'm talking cassette tapes that I was playing on so the first games I remember playing was a game called Strontium Dogs which was based <laughs> off a 2000 AD comic book and I never ever once in my life figured out how to play it like <laughs> i walked around like four different rooms 
Never figured out anything to do with it. Didn't know what anything was. Didn't know what strontium was. Didn't know what a strontium dog was until I was like 15 and I started reading 2000 AD and I was like, oh, so strontium dogs, Treasure Island, and, and, oh my God, this game was perfect. Operation Wolf. Any of these ringing bells for Operation you? Wolf, I feel like I've heard it. Uh... Operation Wolf was... Uh, it's side scrolling, but like, you, uh, it was just like you were the gun, and you were pointed as the screen went, as the background moved from left to right. Various bad guys would pop up, and helicopters would come. But it was all two dimensional, and it was just like move the cursor to the uh, use the mm. use the joystick to move the target reticule to where the guy was and shoot him. Fire. <laughs> and then occasionally you get like upgrades where you'd suddenly have more of a machine gun. Mm. Oh, fuck. Operation Wolf was so much fun. And was it just like little flashing blocks that would... Do- no, like Operation Wolf had pretty good graphics. Like, um, like Treasure Island and Strontium Dogs were real, like real you know, like ET level, mm. like yeah, 8-bit gaming, like proper pixel. Operation Wolf, I mean, if you look back at it now, it would be terrible, but... Like, for the time. For, for, the, for the time, because it was such a simple idea. Like, it was probably the most realistic one I'd ever played. Wow. But yeah. Uh, I mean, literal cassette tapes with, you know, mm. magnetic taping. Was that was the, the, my first introduction to gaming? Like it, it, I'm not quite. I played Pong, but like I'm like the next generation after Pong mm. is that you know like games. I had a mate and he'd buy games through like he found in like the back of computer magazines, and these were these were the games that people like. It was somebody at their house writing a game. Yeah, yeah. At, onto the tape, and then like selling it mm. through an advert in the back of a magazine and stuff. And I had a friend who could who could actually like program stuff for the spectrum, but like I, I was probably about seven years old. So like never, like he wasn't my friend. He was like my brother's friend or, yeah. So it was mm. like Sinclair, and then I think we had an Atari. And then when I got into the, when we, in the 90s, I moved on to the Mega Drive and my, my world was blown apart. <laughs> it was Mortal Kombat and Sonic the Hedgehog and the fucking minecart level of Tasmanian Devil, which I, <laughs> I think on the, my deathbed, like if somebody went, what's the sequence for the minecart level of Tasmanian Devil? I could still go up, up, down, 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 up, up, jump, jump, up, down, 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 up, 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 B, A, C, D, A, B, B, B. Like, I could probably do it on my deathbed. Oh, I've it into my will. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's wrong. Yeah. You die. Ah! <laughs> that's why it's your deathbed. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, oh, and I'll never forgive myself because I once, I once swapped a fucking amazing Ninja Gaiden game for a copy of Michael Jackson's Moonwalk again. 
Now, I've not played the uh, Ninja Gaiden, but Michael Jackson's Moonwalker was great. I love that game. It was. It was great. But uh, let me let me put it to you, to you this way. You were a ninja walking through feudal Japan, killing people, and you had a pet wolf. <laughs> and I, I swapped that game for Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. So I could, Michael Jackson I could, I could, I could... saving children with 16-bit versions of his hit songs. Yes. <laughs> so I could wander around as a paedophile. And occasionally... Doing paedophile things. Doing paedophile things. <laughs> uh, and sprinkling dust on... Like, sprinkling glitter onto criminals. To, Ooh, uh, I remember you go... And find the shooting star, you turn into the robot, you oh, yeah. go around and blast them with a... <laughs> yeah, I played a lot of that game, but uh, still to this day, I'm very upset with this. I, oh, I can, still can't remember what it was. It might have been Ninja Gaiden, Shinobi Two, or something. You had a wolf as a pet. It was such a cool game, <laughs> and a mate of mine convinced me that I should swap it with him for Moonwalker because I was a big Michael Jackson fan. Because I didn't, I was ten and I didn't realize that I was the perfect age for it. <laughs> the perfect fan. Yeah, I was the perfect fan. Uh, but yeah, like that is that is how old I am. My first gaming experience was on cassette tape. Do you know what? I don't think you're the first guest I've had that said uh, Spectrum. Oh, good. I can't think who, or I can, or maybe I'm being the polite old, about the, the oldest man in existence was my previous guest. I swear, Danny said that he he came with a bag of tapes, <laughs> and when um, my dad got a three eight six computer. Like an IBM 386 computer, I played the shit out of King's Quest. And it was such a frustrating game. Because back then, like from the original text games, like I don't know, I think because it took so long to program them, like these people would just deliberately fuck with the players when they <laughs> wrote these th- games. Because if you didn't pick up a pencil, on the first screen, or like a fe- like a feather quill or something, on the first screen of like King's Quest Two, when you got to the end of the game, you could not complete the game. Mm. There was constantly things like this. There was like what? Uh, there was a leisure suit, Larry, where if you didn't pick up a pen from somebody's desk, you ain't getting no titties. <laughs> no, it wasn't even you ain't getting no titties. It was like you couldn't get past like a level like later on, because mm. there was one leisure suit, Larry, that my mate had. That was. It wasn't cartoony. It was real. They tried to make it look real, really realistic, <laughs> and and you had to take a, leisure suit, Larry. Well, well, yeah, but, but you had to take a quiz at the beginning of the game, to and based on your answers to that quiz would be whether or not like what uh, what censorship they put on the game. Mm. So my mate found one where he could answer all the questions. So he just keep restarting until he could answer all the questions, then we could play the 18-rated version where nothing was censored. But it was all pixel art anyway. So, like, it didn't matter it being censored. We'd be like, oh, look at those things. Look at, look at those five pixels which vaguely look like titties. Oh, that, that, those three pixels look like a vagina. We are so horny. Just if in case you didn't hear uh, Richard whisper there, he said, that looks like a vagina. Yeah, those three <laughs> pixels. Like, but but we were thirteen and we were horny and like like you get to have sex in this game and then like oh you don't get to have sex in this game because the whole point of Leisure Suit Larry is he's constantly pursuing it and then just <laughs> when you think you can get it he fucks up. But yeah. So, R.I.P. Leisure Suit Larry. R.I.P. <laughs> he's surely dead by now. <laughs> R.I.P. Larry. That, that he's got to have caught like died of syphilis or some 
<laughs> brain related herpes <laughs> or a broken heart so yeah uh, I think that is my entire history of playing games so yeah like my the fact that the, the earliest game I can remember playing is a game called Strontium Dogs <laughs> woof woof <laughs> woof woof when do you play your video games the minutes turn into hours which become an entire summer's day and when that time has been wild away do you feel accomplished or dismay? When do you play your video games? I sit very still, except for my hands, which move and move me through digital lands. My thumbs order the commands, as time slips through my fingers like sand, exfoliates as I play my video games. Time is a game, and every day is a level, and there are no extra lives. We're all trying to score as many points as we can before we die. When do you play your video games? Like, when in your spare time do you get a chance to play video games? When do you find you play games? Like... Do you use them to relax? Is it a Sunday afternoon affair? Is it when you get in from a gig to to close I, your mind down, or are you playing competitively? No, I like I I barely. There have been years and years where I haven't played games at all, mm. and then lockdown, I play I played a few because I did, and I I think the problem is is like, they're just the the cost of everything. Mm. I, you know, to buy a console yeah. and then 60 quid a game and stuff like that. And I know you can get games on the second market. And that's, that's why I quite enjoyed having the 360 because it was just kind of like, I can go and buy like games that were like amazing. I played Crisis over lockdown because mm. I'd never played it before. I w- just when lockdown looked like it was coming, I went down to CEX with like 50 quid and bought like 10 games. Mm. So, you know, that... That's a bit difficult yeah. to me. Yeah. And obviously, like, I love... I don't play games on my mobile phone. I've got loads of them. I don't. No, I so make I'm, a point I'm not of not really, having... I'm not really a massive gamer. I, I but I love a... playing them. And when I play... I think, again, my problem is, is I can't... I, I can't not play them when I start playing them. So that's why I don't play them a lot. Mm. Because if I start playing in Assassin's Creed... Because I played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood on the... On the start, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't going to bed. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll, I'll just play 15 minutes more. And then I'm like, oh, it's four in the morning. <laughs> and I started playing at 9 a.m. And that's when Assassin's Creed were small. They were only 30 to 40 hours. Yeah, only 30 <laughs> to fucking 40 hours. And, uh, like, uh, GTA Five like, just sucked me in mm. and would not let me go. <laughs> and I was like, I need to sleep. I've got work. And I'd be like... Like think oh can I can I get out of work early so I can play and it just becomes too addictive, so I find that I can't be casual about it, and I don't I don't stream I'm not on Twitch so I can't make it my job. That well that's what this podcast is about it's justifying me spending time playing video games. No, you don't, <laughs> you don't need to justify it. I get what you mean about like getting too into. It's like I sp- they I- are designed. Yes, they are designed to give you hits of dopamine, to give you little reward triggers, 
Like, in the same way mobile phone games are designed to hit those certain centres of your brain, computer games, games are designed and cause chemical responses in your brain that give you rewards for doing nothing, Mm. for taking hours and days of your time and you haven't learned a skill, you haven't learned a new language, you haven't moved (laughs) from a seat, but you feel like you've achieved something and you've accomplished something and you've and whilst there is skill involved in a lot of games and becoming good at a game is different to becoming excellent at a game, a lot of it is like false reward. Yeah. And trickery. That, that's why I value a game with a good story nowadays because I feel like that's what I'm getting out of yeah. it. And it's with a game it being that extra bit immersive to have that story involved as well. Like, The Last of Us 2 was, for me, the perfect, because it was cracking story, wanting to know what's going on, yeah. mixed with... It's that mixture of the, the drawing you into, yeah. into a narrative as well. And that's what video games can do brilliantly and do better than... But they all don't do that. No, they don't. Well, that's, but again, it's like making a film. Like, making a film is hard. Making a computer game is hard. To do it well is really goddamn difficult to mm. do something that draws you in. But you can enjoy a bad movie and you can enjoy a bad video game, but not in the yeah. same way you enjoy a great video game. I, I've, I do want to play like Last of Us and The Last of Us 2. Like those are t- two of the games that are kind of like on my list. But I, you know, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of like, I'm very conscious that if I start playing them, I won't stop playing them. So I'm not going out of my way to find any way I can play them. How you mentioned like how smartphone games are like designed to tickle that nerve center thing. They're designed for instant, I think they influence actual video games in terms of that. I find that the noises they choose are always so satisfying. You get a kill on uh, Call of Duty or some or Battlefield, and it'll do a little ka-ching or yeah, something, yeah. and it's just ooh yeah, that's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which yeah, I did spend a hundred and forty hours on it, but it had like. Just lovely little noises the whole time, giving mm. you a bit of XP for everything. Yeah, yeah. You, you like pick up like the most inconsequential thing, which is like some olive wood for your boat, and yeah. it's like crap, like a lovely, satisfying yeah, yeah. pulling leaves sound. And well, yeah, have you ever got addicted to a mobile phone game? Because I, I, mm. I, I've had real trouble with like two of them. Where like I used to do a podcast about one. Oh. Me, me and Kate McCabe used yeah. to do uh, one called the Skyfinger Podcast. Previous we, guest Kate McCabe. Previous guest Kate, Kate McCabe, where we talked about the uh, Simpsons. The, the Simpsons tap out because we played it so much, mm. and we were really invested in building up our our Springfields. But we were addicted to it for maybe two and a half years. And did, did you ever spend human money? On yes. That? Hmm. Yes, I don't want to think about the money we, <laughs> we combined spent on that game. We never spent as much as some people because mm. I'd seen like some people who had bought stuff that was like, but like, like it, it just was designed to hit those centers of your brain, which means that gives you that rush of yeah. dopamine uh, and serotonin. I, I played Jurassic Park Builder. I've just remembered, which is basically the same basically thing. Basically the but, same thing. Yeah, but with dinosaurs. But like, <laughs> you know, I, I, like there have been a couple of games where I'm, like, I'm playing this too much. Like 
I did get really into Candy Crush. And after a while, I think after a while, you either, you're like, you're, you're just like, I'm fed up at this Yeah. Now. It's the same shit over and over again. And I think that is often the way you're like mm. hooked onto it. But then you're just like, this is the same shit all the time. And it never changes. Uh, but some people like play, oh, that 2048, the sliding blocks one. I think I've, I tend to like push them out of my periphery now. Like I'd, uh, I love that one. Mm. I love that one. And then uh, just before lockdown, I flew to Bali to spend 10 days with my girlfriend before she moved to Australia. Mm. And on the plane in the little screen, they had games and it had 2048 on it. And I was like, I looked at the high scores and I was just like, <laughs> oh... Oh, you poor suckers. <laughs> you don't even know what's about to happen. It spent literally... <laughs> it was something like a 14-hour flight and I spent maybe about eight of them not sleeping, just being like just racking up <laughs> the biggest goddamn score I could possibly get on that 24-8-block game. <clears throat> yeah. So I try... I, I, I really like get computer games, but to answer your question, which you asked probably 45 minutes ago, <laughs> now, I, I try not to play them a lot mm. because they, like, I can lo- like, a week can go. A week of my life can get... Where at the end, the only thing I have gained is weight <laughs> because I'm staying up till three o'clock in the morning and to do that, I need sugar. And to do that, I'm so I'm cramming fucking chocolate in, and then I feel bad about myself in the morning, and I feel like shit. But I know something that would cheer me up is killing some motherfuckers inside Bond Twenty Seventy Seven. <laughs> Let's do that mission again. Let's get and you get back into it, and it's it's a repetitive cycle. And then I'm tired, haven't slept a lot, and like I I felt like I was tripping out some points because if you ever stared playing a computer game at the screen so much that you start to see colours on the walls outside of the TV screen? No. I have. Uh, <laughs> I have, and it's... I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my TV. Yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> I've had it where I still feel like the motions of a game if I play it too much. Mm. Like, I remember being a kid and, like, playing Tony Hawk's too much and just kind of feeling like I should be constantly moving forward and always looking for like what I can grind on and things yeah. like that. But I've never had it where it's like oh God, walked to my visuals. That's the thing, we haven't even discussed Tony Hawk's. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, again, so much of my teenage years. Because I, I was a little skater boy. I yeah. wanted to be a little skater. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't think that playing video games is a waste of time. I, I, I think it's, it's one of the most interesting and brilliant forms of entertainment we have. I just... I just need it in moderation which mm. is one reason why I've never gone out and spent a grand on a PS5 or anything like that well that, that's kind of like why I asked this question because I kind of I have the pangs of um, is it a waste of time That I do I play it too much this time I could be using worse uh, or using better yeah. um, or using worse <laughs> but um, your answer is pretty much yeah a good one a so, good one so thank you very much yeah and on that note, follow me at Rich Massara on Twitter or Rich Massara on Instagram. Or you can catch me when I eventually book some more gigs in because God knows if I want us to go back to doing stand-up. <laughs> now, thank you very much, pal. 
No worries. Cheerio. Bye! A real interesting chat with Rich there. He's never one to do things the ordinary way, and I think you can tell from our chats about the Google's console, the Stadia, and yes, it's pronounced Stadia rather than Stadia, I looked it up, and we chatted about VR, and there was a bit of a chat about mobile games in there too. I remember one scene in Rich's bedroom where he had a mouse for his iMac, and it looked like just like a vertical stick, like it looked like a theremin, those instruments that are a stick that nerds have that go but it was a mouse for his computer? So what I'm saying is, he's always been a bit of a cutting edge, unusual alternative to doing things kind of guy. After our conversation, I saw his Stadia in action. The pad is very generic. It looks like a cartoon drawing of a game pad. But he played me a bit of Cyberpunk 2077 playing on it, and yeah, it looked and ran great. Especially compared to my memories of playing Cyberpunk on my base PS4. Yeah, I was impressed with it. And speaking of Cyberpunk 2077, and speaking of Rich, for the next episode of Dave Video Games, it's going to be part one of a Cyberpunk special, and Rich is going to be back. That's coming real soon. Otherwise, Rich has already given you his internet handles there. Follow me at Rich Massara on Twitter, or Rich Massara on Instagram. And I'll put the links in the episode description. And of course, as ever, you can check me out. Wow. I'm youtube.com forward slash David A. Stanier. Recently I did a song about dancing for my cat. You can find me on Twitter, at David Stanier and at It's Day Video Games. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Give it a review. Rate it five stars if you like. Links to everything will be in the episode description. And right, I think that'll do us for now. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully we'll do this again soon. Bye for now. Bye.